and salutations! This is Cage's Kiss, the ultimate cage cast, where we discuss each of the national treasure's cinematic masterpieces in his life! We also try to glean whatever kernels of wisdom we can from his character that week. And I'm Adrian. <laughs> and I'm Linda, but you can call me the Cheese Elva. And I'm Donnie. I'm a vampire. A vampire. <laughs> a vampire. <laughs> and why are you a vampire this week, Donnie? <laughs> because I suck. Because <laughs> this week we watched Rockula. <laughs> I wish. Uh, God, I wish. Uh, uh, somehow it's 1989 and this was Vampire's Kiss. <laughs> And uh, yeah. you guys want to share with the kids what Vampire's Kiss is all about? Well, uh, uh, to those of you at home who've never seen or heard of it, this is the movie where Nicolas Cage eats a, eats a roach. Yeah. For real, for real, real, not real. just for play play. And there were two takes of it. <laughs> I actually did watch Rockula instead. I should note that right now. <laughs> I look just like Nicolas Cage. I thought that's what we were watching. You said it was about vampires. And then you watched the incredibly strange creatures who stopped living and became mixed up zombies for the same reason. Obviously. <laughs> well, eh, yeah, I, I kind of wish I, I would have watched Rockula. But I, I think this is one of those movies that that needs to be seen. Well, this is by, the meme, the movie. I mean, people people yeah. have to actually see this one. This is where it all came, comes from. You know, this is where it's, our logo yeah, comes from. Yeah, the first full-on cage experience. It, it really yes. is, yeah. No, we, we, he, he'd been he starting to a, emerge, but this is where the yeah. cork really got pulled out, you know. It's where he pulled his Haley Berry before her when you win an Oscar for something or you're in a good movie, and then you decide to do Catwoman, because obviously <laughs> that's the best choice you can make for your career. <laughs> Damn it, Donnie. Now all I want is to see him as Catwoman. <laughs> I just want to see you, Nick you Cage gotta, as a fucking chubby little bat person in boxer shorts. You That's gotta be careful. <laughs> well, he's already the man of steel. He can't be both now. Come on. With Tony Basil. You gotta be careful trying yeah. to be Catwoman, though, because Sean Young will pop up and murder you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you'll be in the bathtub and all of a sudden that Sean Young claw will come up out of the suds and slash you. There is a and she'll lot be like, wow, Catwoman, John Young, that's me. John <laughs> Young right here. I'm your boyfriend now, Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> Get ready for prime time, bitch. <laughs> uh, so, okay, so, it's so hard to summarize Vampire's this movie. Kiss, yes. Okay, so you, it's, it, you can't really classify it in terms of like plot or anything like that. But uh, loosely, put uh nicholas cage is uh, he works for a uh, a publishing company and uh he, he, in new york city and i think he's a literary agent? a literary agent literary yes. agent yes yes um, with an yeah, yeah. accent that's amazing the, the <laughs> oh, oh! Yeah, nobody, nobody knows what it is and it i just, know exactly what it is it's chris elliott from cabin boy <laughs> That's the exact accent that. he was using in this movie. Well, uh, I'm a uh, According to Cage, the character is 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 pretentious and has his work voice that he uses. Yeah. And he like <laughs> loosely kind of based the accent off of his dad, which kind of makes sense because he was yeah, a, a professor of literature, but. Yeah. <laughs> Still, I uh, uh, I, yeah, just, he, I I listened to this with the commentary, and apparently, uh, many aspects of his performance were inspired by family members. But he won't tell us which ones those are because they might be watching. Because they know, <laughs> they, they know. know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Nikki, that was freaking beautiful. The way you copied my walk right there when you were biting that chick's neck. <laughs> basically, this is a horror movie that's actually not. It's an art film about yeah, no, mental it, it breakdown. Yeah, no, it is an art film, right? Girlfriend. Mental landscape kind of a comedy. Well, uh, it, it, it's a uh, our, our director uh, Robert Bierman there did get a little pretentious in the commentary where he says that every movie he makes, it's like he's always doing his two favorite movies. He's doing the trial, which is also Shut my up. favorite movie. <laughs> no, <laughs> the trial uh, by by Wells and and uh, and Orpheus by uh, by Jean Cocteau. If you had said Eraserhead, I would have believed it. Yeah, well, I mean, Eraserhead's right in line with that stuff, though. You know, I yeah. mean, like this—that's another. So, yeah. I mean, like whatever this whatever this movie was going to be or whatever it was meant to be, it became something completely different when Cage was cast. 
Yeah, this is, it just it just became I think his you movie. Say that about anything. That but uh, basically, uh, uh, Cage's character uh, Peter he he sees a shrink. Uh, he sees Elizabeth Ashley, whose voice is amazing. Um, and he he takes out a different lady every night and just has a series of one night stands. And he's 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 like he's like kind of an asshole and he's lonely and he's probably lonely because he's an asshole. And uh, and one night he picks up Jennifer Beals, and at least in his mind, Jennifer Beals is a vampire who bites him, and his life spirals even further out of control. Now, is that before the uh, bat no, flies the, into no, his the apartment? Bats, no, before he picks up Jennifer Beals, he takes out Casey Lemons for the first time, yes. and and it's with her that he has the encounter with, with the with the huge bat in his apartment, which, as everyone knows, is the only problem with New York City is all the damn vampire bats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's another weird. thing. Thing about this picture is like it's like that's a scene that takes place in in objective reality because because it's yes. reacted to by other people and and it and in itself it's really strange and apparently he wanted his uh he actually ordered his assistant to, to go, go to central to park, central and, park. And, and capture a real bat but robert Beerman convinced them that that if the bat bit him he'd die <laughs> that's the only that's the only way there it's it's a really good fake bat you yeah, know. I thought so. Like you don't see no strings yeah, or nothing. Horny. You know, like, and they and they and they got their great uh, you know bat on the camera shot as it's coming at him. You know, and he's like shoo shoo. <laughs> no 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 no, it's shoo 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 <laughs> shoo shoo gooey. <laughs> yeah, but I guess I was a little well, drunk. Fuck and you drunk too, horny. bat. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He's, oh, yeah, I was he's horny. got that yeah. bizarre ass accent. <laughs> he said it's Chris Elliott and Cabin Boy. <laughs> Mescaline, I'll never do that again. <laughs> oh my god. Yes, I had a time um, for every time I said that. Uh, yeah, so, that's something you want to hear your boss say to you when you're acting weird and harassing your employee. Just tell him, I'm sorry, I was doing mescaline for the first time. Isn't isn't that how uh, that, but no, that, that's ahead of its time though. That's a modern apology. And yeah. we should no, what, whatever that, you did, um, you were on some kind of pill or medication or I something. Was taking at the time. some Xanax. Yeah, I had a Xanax, <laughs> and that's why I said N words. <laughs> we should say that Maria Conchita Alonso. Oh, Maria Conchita Alonso. And he just treats her like absolute shit. I mean, no, he's it, like no, that's that's abusive. that's the whole other aspect of this movie is that she 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 also exists in objective reality, and so there's this whole second thing running where she just has the world's worst boss, and it's Nicolas Cage. Well. How can you say he treats her like shit when he drove and paid twenty dollars to go 50. to her house while she's ironing shirts to give her soup because she had a cold? <laughs> no, Alvaman. No. But then he proceeds to call her a cunt. So. <laughs> I love how often he uses the word cunt in this movie. Me too. I, uh, I did love that. I mean, I'm sure all the cunts at home appreciate that. I'm looking forward to using with everyone, and that's to leap onto a desk and point and go there. You are down the hall into the ladies' room, and the old lady says, What the fuck is he doing in here? What the fuck is going on? Yes, ignore males running into a woman's washroom and cornering a frightened woman. But the uh, the 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 uh, the the jangly shot down the hall there where he's chasing her, too. That 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 is Beerman doing Wells as the trial, you know, like objectively Uh right there. And this weekend, uh, Donnie and I are going to. To Crypticon, the horror convention, and Donnie, oh. I think you should try that out first this, with Ray Wise. This this is new. Jump <laughs> on his I'm table. Going to Crypticon. Wait, Ray Wise <laughs> is going to be plan, there, sucker. Yes, yes. He yeah. and Sherilyn Flynn. Holy shit, Sherilyn Flynn. Can't say. Uh, and so is our Ray Wise of Newsreaders. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He was also he was also in Atlas Shrugged Part Two. (laughs) 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 Along along with that guy from uh, from from Drew Carey, the one who wasn't Drew Carey. Did you know that he was actually in uh, Ray Wise? Was one of the uh, people in costume a Swamp Thing? No shit. Really? Yeah. Ah, me down. (laughs) It's so so fucking random. So, Donnie, I think that you should jump on his table and just start there. 
There you are! <laughs> or D Wallace. Am I getting through to you, Ray Wise? I'll get to D Wallace instead. It's like, you're my 80s mom. What am I getting through to you? Okay, 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 okay. You should, you should do this. You should go to D Wallace and you should, you should reference to her all those other movies that 80s chick who looked like her did. The one who played, no, I, the I, one I, who well, played okay. Zadora's mom in The Lonely Lady. She was like D Wallace's stunt double. You just need to accuse will, D Wallace of having been in the lonely lady and she'd be like no I'll no i get that it. a lot you know like no that was you <laughs> yeah i'll do it only if i can get fake plastic vampire teeth that i can just totally walk around wide-eyed yeah, the and not to, to everyone with <laughs> so the, the chick that he murders in the club there later on where, where, where he is the vampire fangs in that is fucking oh larry cohen's God. daughter yeah, and right. Larry Cohen of these things alive. that we're talking about are in the movie. They make no sense out of context. Like we're doing. Yeah, no, right it doesn't now, really matter whether or not we explain the movie. it. I mean, there's there's sort of an escalation for his behavior getting crazier and crazier. But but uh, you know. But it's sort well, of crazy to start with, so. There's I mean, only one nice setup I liked, and that was when he's believing more and more he's a vampire, and his assistant decides she needs to carry a gun filled with blanks to scare people <laughs> off like him. And, and he wants he to get killed. To he's trying to get it in the head him. and immediately assumes because he's alive, that means he's a vampire. Even though, even as they admitted in the commentary, if you were to shoot yourself in the mouth with a blank, you would die. <laughs> yeah. Or at least be seriously injured. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, she would, would have launched burning paper leaf. wadding into the back of his throat. <laughs> Hell, blanks are what killed a... Uh, um, Brandon Lee. That's what I just yeah. said. He pulled a Brandon Lee. No, that was a loaded gun. I thought, I thought, it was I thought an that was overloaded. a line. It was it overloaded? It was an, oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Any right. And because of that, he didn't get to be in the Crow 2 City of Angels. There's two things I notice in here. I don't know if you all did. Okay, try it out. But there was a random Robin Hood in the lounge of his hotel. There was a lot of there was a oh. lot of randomness in this. Wait, well, I also learned about- that the vampire mistress wears pasties, so vampires wear pasties. That's oh, information. Yeah. You know, there's, there's, a, there actually is, there actually is a, uh, a pretty well pedigreed, uh, uh, collection of people working on this film, both in front of and behind the camera. I think I should mention. Initial reports suggested this is when Linda had lost connection to the internet. Later, it would be discovered something much more sinister had taken place. While recording her part in the Cages Kiss podcast, Linda had become unaware of the danger lurking in her own garage. A pack of ravenous, murder-hungry weasels had eaten through her garage door and were quickly making their ascension up her staircase. It was only when it was too late that she had heard the scampering of tiny, razor-sharp talons across her floor. Before leaping and mauling her face, the weasels had left nothing behind but bone. However, thanks to the encouragement of our mother and support of $30 on our Patreon, we were able to employ the help of a Dr. Herbert West. He promised he could bring Linda back for the podcast. Anything past that, he could not say. His experimental treatment, it seemed, had worked. But at what cost? Thanks to supporters like you, we now return to our podcast. So uh, this is another one that did not do super well in the box office, um, even though it cost almost nothing. Like it cost like barely two million dollars. And then it brought in like, you know, about a half million. Yeah, I think uh, IMDb said it was an estimated uh, $725,000. Yeah. (laughs) Stupid ass audiences. I hate you all. They just didn't know art when it smacks them in the face. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> when it the torches of the damned. <laughs> uh, okay, so this was directed by uh, Robert Bierman. Uh, it looks like Byerman, but it's Bierman, I guess. He's from England. 
Oh. I found that out listening to the commentary because he's got like an accent and stuff. Um, he mostly did uh, TV movies. He did uh, uh, Richard E. Grant movie called A Merry War in 97, which I did not see. Um, I love me some Richard E. Grant. Yeah. And in uh, 1986, he did a TV movie, I think for HBO, called Apology, in which Leslie Ann Warren plays a sculptor who does installation pieces who is uh, menaced by a stalker. And Peter Weller yes. is a detective slash love interest. Ooh. Such an awesome cast. I, it was awesome. It was. Uh, it, it, it's a really weird idea, too, because she has an answering machine that records people's anonymous apologies. And then uh, somebody uh, gets on there with his name and confesses the terrible crimes. I like that. Yeah, I, I like that, too. Um, our writer was Robert Minion, who appears in the diner scene. Uh, Cage yells at him, saying how much, how much longer I'm going to have to wait. <laughs> oh, no, I think it's Joseph Minion. Is it Joseph? Isn't it? I, don't, I I I have it written down as Robert. Everybody in the entertainment industry is some named minion. Robert. They're all Robert. <laughs> I'll accept that. I don't know. Anyway, some dude named Minion. Uh, it's it's <laughs> it, minion. this is the Minion who also wrote Scorsese's After Hours and and uh, was accused of plagiarism for it. <laughs> He had a very Oops. short film career. He, he did he did something in 81 called The Office. And then I think he just wrote a bunch of episodes of Amazing Stories and then just sort of petered out. Oh, yeah. I like that, though. Um, our movie was shot by Stefan uh, either Chapsky or Tsapsky. It's got a Z in it. And he's from Eastern Europe. And I don't know how to say that. Sorry. Uh, but he shot uh, Child's Play 2, Errol Morris's The Thin Blue Line, <laughs> uh, Flashback with Dennis Hopper and Kiefer Sutherland. And uh, he also went on to work for Tim Burton and photographed Ed Wood, Edward Aww. Scissorhands, and yeah. Batman Returns. And he'd, if he'd done a third yeah. Edward movie, he probably would have shot that too. Um, Alva is Maria Conchita Alonso of The Running Man. Yeah. And Colors and Predator 2. Predator. Predator, yeah. <laughs> with with Morton Downey Jr., who's I don't know if he's dead, but he should be. Um, I hope Aww. so. And then she starred alongside uh, Michael Keaton in Touch and Go in 1986. Whoa. Which is kind of like something wild, where it's like this this romantic comedy that, that sort of morphs into a weird thriller. Was it me, or did Alva never, ever change her work outfit? Yeah, no, she's... Uh, you know, it's funny, because in the commentary, uh, Beerman keeps insist insisting that the film isn't that dated, but then you get the 80s office wear. Right. Like, yeah. Cage's suit is not dated. However, what women had to wear in the workplace in the 80s is just horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding, she they, looked like a Protestant mom. Yeah, you know, no, they, they, they. But that, that was sort of a theme, though. The shit with the shoulders, the weird shit with the shoulders, yeah. and shoulder the, pads, and the, and the weird shape to it, and everything had a print. You know, mm -hmm. like uh, oh god, I felt so bad for her. And bows, <laughs> and yeah, bows. Well, you, know, well, you remember uh, uh, freaking uh, Holly Hunter in uh, in Raising Arizona? At one point, they got her in that like like uh, adult woman's uh, overall kind of outfit, you know, and it's like cute, and oh, it's yeah. in fucking corduroy or something you know <laughs> um yeah no uh, alva though like she's 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 like the reality of this film um yeah agreed <laughs> well until a point uh, up, yeah up to, well yeah no in, until yeah until that weird uh, basement scene um but uh oh you mean the one where he tells her shoot me or i'll fire you and then you can deal she, with unemployment she keeps shooting the floor because <laughs> she can't bring herself you know even though they're blanks she can't even aim them at him it's like yes. <laughs> not the floor alva me i think like, she did huh. that on purpose because like she didn't want him to know that there were blanks yeah well and yeah, the whole point still, is to scare like, him off you know how do you consider approaching yeah. that situation well yeah no it's i mean like, most huh, most people you know are murder yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, gunfire is all loud and shit. You know, like most people react well, to it. Well, I don't know when they don't think they're a vampire. Old, uh, some of my old bosses, I would really. I, I don't think it would take much thought. I think it would just. Well, like, I mean, Nick I'd Cage did a make a. He did make a choice. Is like murder or unemployment. Guess it's gonna be rape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. which kudos to them on going artsy with that it's like i'm gonna rip your shirt yeah no it it, uh, it didn't it didn't turn into tim roth's the war zone or like a lars von trier movie or, or irreversible ah uh, irreversible yeah uh, um did i mention did i mention casey lemons who played jackie 
You should Yay. mention her a lot. Okay, more. so Casey Lemons, who plays Jackie, who Cage uh, takes out once uh, during the bat attack, and then later abandons at the gallery. Um, yes. So he's got to take a piss. So she, she's an actress director. As an actress, she was in Candyman, the first one, and she was in Hard Target. And as a director, hey. she did Eve's Bayou and fucking Caveman's Valentine with Samuel L. Jackson, Ooh. which is another hallucinatory New York movie, and it's amazing. As it if you be. if you haven't seen it yet, just and she's see. amazing, and she's fucking amazing. Yeah, um, our score is by Colin Towns, who actually used a Soviet orchestra because they came really cheap. And for th- those of you not familiar with the Soviet film industry, the best thing about it was budget was never a concern. <laughs> um, but uh, he scored uh, the Haunting of Julia with Mia Farrow, which was like a subtle take on The Ring uh, in 1977, and. Uh, he did uh, Rawhead Rex and Space Truckers for Yay. Stuart Gordon. Yay! And I was in Mortal Kombat with a fucking bat. Holy shit. <laughs> Mortal Kombat! <laughs> a bat? <laughs> yeah, holy shit. <laughs> and apparently this is something that he wanted to do almost like as a response to Moonstruck. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah he, didn't, he didn't really appreciate Moonstruck at the time, even though that's like the, the golden goose for him. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, he said, like, looking back at it, he could see that it was a beautiful movie, but um, he uh, he says, quote, but then I revolted and did Vampire's Kiss because I needed to get back to that angry young audience. And- he wanted to get back to his roots. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, it makes total but, sense. I mean, if you look at a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, not, not just, not just careers, but just like film industry and series trends, like mm-hmm. there's a lot of pendulum swing stuff that takes place, you know? You they want to become Mark Hamill and get typecast. <laughs> <laughs> well, that movie was bad, uh, but I could go badder. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he was originally in, like, cast in it. But then uh, he pulled out because everybody, including his agent, were telling him not to do it. And then um, Judd Nelson was cast, but then he decided he didn't want to do it. And then uh, Dennis Quaid was cast, and isn't, then he uh, also... Isn't 89 the same year that Judd Nelson did Relentless? Oh, Lord. Maybe. Did you guys see Relentless? With uh, all the people so. pulling out of this movie, this movie was a whore. <laughs> well, if, if you, if you hear the commentary, too, apparently shooting the movie was just utter chaos. <laughs> I <Yeah>. believe it. <laughs> and a lot of the people who worked on the movie, you know, it was it was it was, you know, they were getting paid, but it was almost a passion project for them because, you know, it was it was they'd never really done films before. Quite a few of them, you know, and and and, and so like the, a lot of the crew are like they did their own catering camera operator did the catering. Catering, you know, they're, they're, like the crew members oh, wow. are extras, you know, and a lot, and a lot of it, <laughs> yeah. you can kind of tell that they had to do guerrilla yeah. shooting. You know, it was a non-union film, and in New York, you can't do non-union right. films. Like, right, right. Like they, they had to sick the cops on the union people who were hounding them. You know, did they put their fingers up in crosses to hiss at other? People? <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, the when he's running down the street saying, "I'm a vampire," yeah, those are those are just those are people who aren't in the film. That's why it's shot from afar. <laughs> <laughs> and those are like genuine the, reactions. The part where he breaks where he breaks up the wooden pallet to make to make the yes. steak and and then and then he comes up on some people and tries to get them to stake him. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like accosting people outside of church. Me. Yes, like my girlfriend dumped me. I'm a vampire. Kill no, that me. that whole that whole that whole last uh, the last segment of the movie where where he's got the blood goatee and his hair's messed yeah. up again and he's just dragging around this this sharpened chunk of wood <laughs> through the street, <laughs> and then he bumps into the corner of a building, and like the, the, and 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 he's and he's talking to the corner of the building, and he thinks he's at his psychiatrist's office, and it cuts yes. back and forth to him in the office with his hair right again, without the blood mustache, with his clothes nice, but still holding the piece of wood. <laughs> but then uh, people in New York are just like, uh, just another. Well, day. yeah, no, it's like it's like, well, you know, I guess they do that, you know. That was the most beautiful thing I will genuinely say I've ever seen come from him was when he's walking down the street having a conversation with a new girlfriend that doesn't exist. Sharon. And in the span of ten minutes, he goes from true love to calling her up. I know, even yeah. even in his imagination, he cannot succeed with women. That's the best part. As he said, relationships are hard. No, Sharon! This literal dream woman. Go! Keep harping on it and harping on it. High school cunt. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, you can't accept me because I'm a vampire. Yeah. Why do you keep asking about this vampire thing? <laughs> but then uh, even when he, when uh, everybody convinced him to get out, he wanted to get back in and he uh, he begged Beerman to take him back. And he said, uh, quote, finally, I went back in because otherwise I'd feel like a coward. It was important for me to take a fucking chance. It was just a great screenplay. It grabbed me by the collar and screamed, if you don't do this movie, you're a fucking coward. It wasn't a practical choice to make, but it was an At honest all. choice. <laughs> I figured that in order to succeed in this film business, you can't be afraid to roll the dice. You really have to appreciate that, though. It's like somebody who you know who, who doesn't who doesn't just hoard their success right away, but you know tries to keep. Yeah, doing what they that's want a to do. that's a bold. Move no, it is. To just I, I say fuck my career. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, he said that it, it taught him about how to like how to think of movies as like commercially. Yeah. And, well, and uh, eating the cockroach said, was a commercial decision. He said because it was it was something yeah, to raise exactly. the profile with the film and it does because that was the first thing I ever heard about this movie was that this is the movie where KG it's a exactly and so it's something that puts it on the map for good or for ill yeah he said that he did it because he wanted the the audience to have a visceral experience and that um, it would like people would still be talking about it today and here we are talking about it this movie came out when I was in the first grade not that I'm old you know (laughs) no but I did tell uh Adrian, during our little intermission, that yes, Linda and I had seen this when we were little kids, but yeah, I just mostly I remembered remember. him buying the fake vampire teeth and being mad because $20 was a little more than he had on him for, you know, fiberglass <laughs> teeth. So $5 buys awesome fake vampire teeth. You know, uh, oddly y- enough, all I could remember was the scene with the soup. <laughs> yes, I brought you soup, Alba. <laughs> I was thinking, who the, the fuck has soup from a, a, like an envelope? <laughs> Nikita Alonso is so afraid of him that she stays home and feigns illness to avoid him. And he shows up at her house pretending to apologize and pays for a cab ride. And then halfway, halfway back to the office, he immediately turns back into a bastard and starts yelling at her. And that's why she goes, she makes the cab stop at the gas station so she can, so she can get the bullets from her brother to threaten him with. And he's, he's waiting in the car. He's like, where is that little cunt? <laughs> but that's why I love this as a comedy. Because I'm like, okay, she didn't show up to work. He's obviously going to call her and harass her. No, he drives to her home. <laughs> he and he's all like, I have a peace offering. I brought no, like, you like, I kind of, it was at the back of my mind that was going to happen. This is the first time I've seen this. And then when he reaches for the Rolodex, I'm like, oh God, no. <laughs> Yeah, because <laughs> I think that's, so that's the most like, famous scene about the account is where he no makes the cage face yeah. and threatens her. <laughs> and even if there was somebody find who'd been report. here just one day less than you, I would still make you do it, Alpha, because it's a terrible, <laughs> horrible job, and you have to do it, Alpha. You have to, or I'll fire you. No. It kind of made me feel like it was like, was this the actual real uh, inspiration for Fifty Shades of Grey? Oh, <laughs> like, oh God. I, when we get to our face off, I think I found what makes the most sense out of all of this. So we'll just have to see. Well, um, while we're still sort of kind of on the, the subject of the cockroach. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be in the script. He was supposed to eat a raw egg, but fuck, I do yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, Rocky already did. Yeah, that. like Al Capone, people just yeah. do that. And he didn't feel like it, it made sense for the character because he thought that since he thinks he's a vampire, he he needed to move up the food. Well, chain. it makes sense he's for the Renfield thing too, cockroach and then yeah. pigeon and then person. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he he actually goes from a pistachio to a cockroach to pigeon. To person. Yeah, and they make ice cream of all of those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he said that, uh, quote, every muscle in my body was telling me not to eat the, the roach. And I remember it biting the tip of my be- my finger before I ate it. I yeah. was definitely in some altered state thinking about samurai warriors. It didn't just <laughs> I, I, I remember thinking that. It's like, it's like if, if you're going to do that, you got to you gotta chomp on that motherfucker fast. You can't hesitate because cockroaches bite the shit out of people they'll eat your eardrum just fucking do it you know (laughs) yeah and uh he said it it was soft kind of like chicken 
and there was something sensual about it. Oh. I felt kind of sorry for it. <laughs> I'd feel sorry I for it if it wasn't horny. a fucking cockroach. <laughs> <laughs> no, the animal rights people came at him for, for that. It, that he got all like sensual about it. He well, did. He got sensual he had to, about the He had to make movie. it weird. He, he couldn't not make it weird. He wouldn't be cage if he didn't make it weird. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> But he did. He told his therapist the bat was sensual and turned and he, him and on. And in the in the in the uh, commentary, he talks about how he choreographed everything in advance. He rehearsed it with his cat. <laughs> wow! Did he have like a half chub? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, get in my goddamn mouth, cat! <laughs> you have kept to be kitten me right now. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, he brought his cat with him uh, for the shoot and the cat like totally fucked up his uh, hotel room. Oh, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) He wouldn't let them clean it up. (laughs) He ended up disinfecting his mouth with 100% proof vodka. Nice. (laughs) I was thinking like, I don't need a roach for that. (laughs) All you need is a shot of vodka and an ounce of cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) A-B-C-D-E-F-G! <laughs> you know your alphabet. <laughs> the, the, the little moves that he he's was, doing uh, while he's saying that—he <laughs> he does a Jagger <laughs> move at the end of it. <laughs> I feel oh, no. like that's like the ultimate Cage moment. <laughs> that's when Cage came into Cageness. <laughs> yes. No, but, but no, but I, I think I, I think I think the real the real moment that it happens—the moment that modern Cage enters this movie—is like, am I getting through to you, Alvin? <laughs> yeah. He He pulled a Jim Leahy. He became the cocaine. (laughs) The mess of it. Find me the Spiegel file already. God! (laughs) Miss Bond! Who does that? Who? (laughs) He obviously took some of his moves from uh, the silent movies. Yeah, yeah, um, that we got more expression. Yeah, they even showed him watching Nosferatu, and that's when he started acting as Nosferatu, which is fucking amazing. Well, and he used, he said that he used to watch the German expressionist films. Yeah, and, you gotta get that uh, cabin and Dr. Caligari and shit, you know? Yeah. Well, and he, oh, and all he that used those yeah. uh, expressions and the hand gestures, and he said that that was part of why he wanted to do the movie, because he saw this as an opportunity to just fucking go above and beyond. We got, we got that as a continuing to, theme here. We, we just, you know, as we recently mentioned in Moonstruck, you know, and you, and you, get, you yeah. get it also very much uh oddly enough in rumblefish even though not from cage yeah yeah <laughs> cage cage oddly enough was the straight man in that movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that seems so long ago bizarre. now <laughs> but uh he said that quote dracula is one of my favorite characters in literature much of my life is modeled after him so he's dracula just, heathcliff <laughs> apparently <laughs> <laughs> so i just admire this sensibility the gothic decor of my homes is inspired Inspired by it. To me, Dracula is love in exile. Haunted house! Inspired by, by, by that idea. <laughs> I don't drink blood, but otherwise. <laughs> he doesn't drink blood, but and, his um, movies eat shit. I mean, that kind of puts us on the the uh, topic of the castle that he owned in Hollywood Hills, um, which was his first castle. It's not really like a castle, his but first it's like castle. A, a Victorian home. Let's let's ponder that <laughs> that that for a moment. <laughs> Where did all the money go? I wonder. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it, it had a uh, three bathrooms, four bedrooms, and a maid's quarter, Ooh. and um, at that. At that home, he would get mail from the uh, for the previous owner, whose name was Peter Laszlo, which he thought was kind of weird oh, because shit. his character's it's, name is Peter Lowe. And that sounds like uh, a guy uh, in a detective uh, story. It's like they found Peter Laszlo with the aqueduct. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what happens to nosy people? They lose their noses. <laughs> but he considered the the fact that. The names were so, the name was so similar to his character's name in Vampire's Kiss to just be, um, quote, one of those little terrors in the envelope of space and time that I don't know how to deal with and I'm not going to address too much, end quote. <laughs> wow. So. Do you believe in fate, Mallory? <laughs> 
When I get home, I'm shoving a hot pepper up your ass. <laughs> that was from Iron Man. <laughs> Iron Man, yeah, it was sweet. Yeah. It was almost as cool as Iron Man 2. Yeah, almost. <laughs> but not as good as the Mandarin. <laughs> yeah, wicked sweet. Dawn of Justice. <laughs> but um, I think this is, is that just one of us? those instances where, uh, like, one of the so. many instances where, like, the, the directors talked about how uh, Cage is just willing to do just about fucking anything for a movie. And that's his strength. And yeah, and he doesn't, he doesn't question why the, the character is doing this or that. I mean, he tries to put his input in there, but he doesn't try to like figure out why they're like their motivation. He just creates his own character and goes with it. And I think that like, um, like a surrealist, like, uh, Louise. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In, in, the, in the commentary, really they made that. a, they made a big point about how there's, there's, there's more than one way to do acting. And, and, and there's, there's, there's more to it than mm-hmm. just like, than just like Stanislavski and like naturalism. Yeah. Right. yeah. Or then you have Brando who says he doesn't get method acting cause he thinks it's full of shit and that acting is just lying and anyone can lie. Yeah. Well, that, that's, that's, that's old Brando, Brando when he was over it and he was making fun of Larry King. And that's, that's fine too. You know? <laughs> Fuck you, Larry King. <laughs> I'm going to have a cameo in every movie ever as myself because my ego is just that large. <laughs> <laughs> Come at us, King. <laughs> hey, you, you can make Cage as artsy as you want, but he's just fucking nuts. And even the and, Coens said so. And that's well, fine. That's we talked so. about that. Yeah. Like, we appreciate but I, your input, I really, but no. I, I really like the fact that he followed Moonstruck with this instead of trying another romantic weed. Because, you know, it's, it's like it's like, yeah. uh, it's like Bob yeah. Dylan. It's like, oh, you like blonde on blonde? Fuck you. Here comes self-portrait. Eat shit. <laughs> I do what I want. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, like Neil he Young, was really yeah. pissed off with the, uh, how it was edited down for the uh, for Yeah, the, the version that we saw was actually longer than what was theatrical or released. Um, there, was, there were a lot of scenes restored that were not in the original version. Like the 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 part where where he goes uh, to his psychiatrist and and she tries to remind him about the about the encounter with the bat making him horny and he pretends not to remember that wasn't in the original yeah. Uh, uh, well, I don't know whether that's essential, but you do get to hear Cage say, "Well, I was, I was horny. That's <laughs> yeah, it. I was yes, horny and I was drunk." Part. Yeah. <laughs> I was, uh, I was drunk and a little horny. Yeah, a little <laughs> horny. Yeah. <laughs> From the girl, you know. His really accent hot. makes me think of um, the comic book uh, guy in The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know if it was modeled after this. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I still go with Chris. Elliot, because that's very amazing. <laughs> I'll accept He's it. He's a fancy lad. He really He's is a fancy lad. lad. Like, <laughs> Want to buy a monkey? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, Maria Conchita Alonso said uh, about him, quote, we'd be having a serious conversation and he'd start making these weird faces. Finally, I'd crack up. At first, he takes you by surprise, but he's extremely generous to work with and funny. He lives in his own world. You accept it or you don't. (laughs) And then uh, Jennifer Beale said that, uh, quote, Nicholas would have been a dragon slayer in another time. He has this (laughs) struggle for more to make life more than normal, end quote. And I feel like that's kind of like the the best summary of him. Yeah, and I kind of have this vision of him and Step Brothers. I want to have him like, <laughs> I want us to meet him, and then him say, my name is Dragon Slayer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, uh, uh, speaking of Jennifer Beals, by the way, uh, Jennifer Flashdance Beals, um, apparently oh, yeah. this is the first film that she did after she was in Frank Rodham's The Bride in 1985. That The oh, fuck right. awful Bride of Frankenstein movie was thing. Yeah, so she went from she, a Frankenstein she, like, movie to a yeah, she, she did. She did the worst fucking Frankenstein movie and, and then had a three-year hiatus and then did this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, and then she was in uh, Turbulence Two: Fear of Flying. Wow. <laughs> And I love that uh, that Maria Conchita Alonso says that he's a very generous he's very generous to work with because I'm thinking like well yeah that's got to be true I mean he's so fucking over the top like how do you I want to make you appear son of like a person he should have played 
he should have played Hunter S. Thompson because he could nail. Oh, you know what? That would have been that would have been interesting. You know, you know, uh, you know that they've been trying to make Fran Lilling in Las Vegas in a move into a movie since the book came out. Yeah, and one yeah. of the first pairings for that movie was going to be Jack Nicholson as Hunter Thompson and wow, fucking really? Marlon Brando as as Doctor Gonzo, uh, and that would have been epic. Holy shit, <laughs> that would have been like oh yeah, and they and been, they did get paired I, together later in Missouri Breaks by Arthur Penn, which is also a amazing but wow. you know, in a different way fucking marlon brando though and <laughs> what well, i fucking I mean, love brando yeah. <laughs> i do and it's kind of like as much as i Such shit on asshole. bill murray i still liked him in uh where the buffalo roams oh oh where the buffalo roam yeah that, that's such a fucking train wreck it's such a slow motion fucking train wreck i know uh <laughs> but you know what you know what uh no i i bill, bill murray is the only thing about that if you just if you look at it not as a movie and as a but only as a bill murray performance it's fine it just entirely falls apart yeah. at looking at it from any other angle like it's it's such oh, such yeah. a fucking catastrophe well, even uh, Hunter said it's like him between him and Johnny Depp. It's like one of them got Hunter, the other got Gonzo. Yeah, it's like that's how he looks at it. But uh, also, I kind of look at it as Bill Murray. That was him playing an early version of his character in Caddyshack. That's what his character. Oh yeah, became. yeah. <laughs> you mean not too far <laughs> between? This is my grass I grew myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's no big deal. <laughs> yeah, you can play eighteen holes on this stuff. Get smoke it and get smoked off your ass after eighteen holes. <laughs> you know, when I was a, when I was a kid, my parents didn't want to let me watch Caddyshack. They were disturbed by it. They thought that Bill Murray's performance was like offensive in some way. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, what? My my parents, despite the fact that they're fairly progressive in most senses, are can be a real cu- couple of fucking squares. I swear. But movies I should not have seen included that, uh, The Shining, A Clockwork Orange, no. The Godfather. All these things were over the top and excessive to them. I'm like, compared to what? <laughs> yeah. You couldn't see Caddyshack? So what? Yeah, so what's dance? <laughs> it's the devil. <laughs> well, you know, when the mid-90s rolled around and they realized I was going to do what I want, they let me rent all of this eventually, you know? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but they were they were they were so, really down on all of it, you know. Like you know, you can't watch The Exorcist. <laughs> well, yes, Lindar. I think that like Donnie and I were lucky because we uh, our parents didn't filter Jack. Sh- I noticed yeah. you had the, you sort of the opposite experience. Uh, well, yeah. actually, I don't know if I should say that we're lucky because like, well, but <laughs> but, yeah, but really my fucked me up. <laughs> like I saw a lot of TV edits of things, but even even stuff that was taped from the television, my mom. Was still like put her hand in front of the screen for certain parts like no 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 that's that's like sex back there you know it's like you know you're not catholic anymore right knock it off (laughs) yeah it's like one of my favorite events that ever happened and why i bless all fucking old videotape rental stores was this woman was like i she knew i loved horror films and she's like here this one is like a really good one you'll totally love it like yeah yeah it's like a guy gets his weenie cut off with a knife in a Mm -hmm. bathtub she was gonna give a fucking oh oh oh, oh, oh shit kid. I spit on your I grave spit on your I grave. spit on your grave <laughs> <laughs> I was like you are a fucked up woman but uh, you're alright I did enjoy the yeah, movie yeah. <laughs> but wasn't that the same Is it, uh, the same video rental place where um, I think oh, you got Texas Chainsaw one? Massacre oh I fucking love Texas Chainsaw Massacre the yeah, 1974 the one wrong movie oh no, no it wasn't it was a it, chainsaw what happened was, it the next was generation? Uh, my mom it's like my mom rented uh, Superman and she put it in and it was uh, she was cleaning the house and I was laughing my ass off hysterically. She's like, what the hell? Superman's not a funny movie. Yeah, and she comes movie. to check on me and apparently they switched out the tape with Debbie Does Dallas by <laughs> Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah. And here we are today. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 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 whereas, whereas I was a little kid getting traumatized by G-rated movies. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember so, what, um, Oh, we got to go back. We got to get back on yeah. track. Yeah, <laughs> Before we start say, talking about 9-11. You're going to have quite the time editing about, this down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> talking about other uh, performers, uh, it featured his brother, Mark Coppola, yeah, Mark as, uh, as an extra who tells the... Uh, kind of shitty joke in uh, the, the scene where he Oh, meets. right. Yeah, he walks yeah. up to Jennifer Beals and says, did you get that? Yeah. <laughs> 
Which every woman loves when a guy like tries to make you feel stupid. (laughs) (laughs) And also in that scene, I believe is a David Hyde Pierce as David Pierce, who's uh, I think he's at the end of the bar. Uh, talking to somebody. It's fucking random. Yeah. But um, his brother, Mark, uh, used to be a, uh, a pretty big DJ for, uh, for like in the 70s up through the 90s, I believe, in Wait, uh, New York brother? and San Diego. Who what now? Whose brother? Uh, Nick Cage's brother, uh, oh, Mark. So, so his brother's the DJ and he's the vampire. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Rockula for the win. <laughs> One of these days I'm going to have to watch that thing. For the last time. Wait, wait, whoa, 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 wait. You haven't seen Okay, there's some shit that you haven't seen too, young lady. (laughs) Okay, before we go any further, can you you Google just Rockula and look at the cover and tell me how you would not confuse that with Vampire's Kiss? Hold on, I was just, like, I'm not astonished that you haven't seen it. I'm just so fucking excited because this gives us the opportunity to show you Rockula. Oh, okay, yeah, he's got the guitar with a spider web on it, and yeah, uh, yes, and it looks like Nicolas Cage. It lo- it looks Kinda it looks sorta. like a young Cage had sex sure. with a young Alec Baldwin. Honestly, but it it's... has Thomas Dolby in it. What the yes. shit, really? To, yeah, yes. <laughs> to go even further, the oh oh god, okay, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The the original video cover there that does look like Cage. Yeah, yes. oh. it's they look like Cage just as much as Tom Hanks's brother looks like Tom Hanks. Uh. But anyway, uh, <laughs> so uh, that's uh, another episode of uh, of another podcast. Yeah, geez, yeah. Jesus. Now back to nine eleven. I want to talk. To, I want to talk about the part with Sharon, though. Oh please, please do. <laughs> Sharon, like, the for, for me, for me, that was that, for me that was that was that was the height of the movie. That was that was where it all came together and all became worthwhile. Where where he imagines he's in a psychiatrist's office and she's matchmaking with. Him, something a psychiatrist is not allowed to do by the way like it's like oh you're just like my next patient let's put you two together your problems will cancel each other out and it keeps cutting back to him in reality like on the street corner talking to the call and be like oh Sharon what a beautiful name <laughs> and then he tells his therapist Dr. Glazer that oh, by he, the way, uh, he killed he somebody, raped somebody confesses to the rape she, and says, the she says quote it's just a little id release. No use to worry. <laughs> yeah, I, was like, I think I killed someone too. It's like people get murdered every it's day. New York. New York. Who's gonna notice? <laughs> when you stop worrying and just get on with your big romance, <laughs> I'll take care of the police. <laughs> Have a wonderful life together, and I will. <laughs> and then he's yelling at imaginary Sharon within five minutes. Calling. <laughs> 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 I will give him props cut. though. He made an amazing coffin, turning a couch I, upside oh, God down, damn it, and using was, books to leverage. That was it out. fucking hilarious. He's got the, he's got the shittiest fucking one room New York apartment too. Oh, which which probably costs like two thousand dollars a month. Yeah, <laughs> we just kind of look over. Oh that. God damn it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I, I guess he is supposed to be pretty well off. Well, no, I that's mean, the, that's the thing though. It's like even if you're doing well in New York, you're not doing that well just because everything costs so much more. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like working in Seattle and earning like 20 bucks an hour, but then you're living over in somewhere Primerton. Yeah. Unless you commute, your life is shit. I literally did that. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, I'm earning big money, but I come home with minimum wage. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Government do take a bite, don't she? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> but uh, this had some mixed reviews. Um, but he shut up, he, um, yeah, right. Uh, it earned him a nominee uh, nomination as uh, best male lead from the Film Independent Spirit Awards, and uh, he won the Best Actor award from uh, Catalonian International Film Festival. That's a new one on uh, me, but. Um, 
But uh, yeah, nothing like nothing huge, I guess. But this uh, is a movie that was largely I, I rediscovered, know. I think. Yeah, yeah. Right. And and as I said before, like it, it can be pretty goddamn hard to watch. Well, it, it, but it's just I like, you, like you have to not think of it as a movie, you know, or not think of it so much yeah. as a movie. And every Cage fan really, really needs to to see it at least once. No, just to <laughs> behold, oh, the you're watching it to experience the complete cage. unhinged Cage. No, yes. <laughs> Just yes. watch Rockula. <laughs> it did the movie better. God damn it! Okay, speaking of things, speaking of things done better though, uh, this this movie uh, strong echoes of another movie, which I believe was also 1989. I feel like this is the good version of Bright Lights, Big City with Michael J. Fox. <laughs> Except you know, like it's it's not it's not it's not boozing, womanizing, and drugs uh, and and grief over his mother's death that have unhinged him. He's a vampire, kind of. Yes, <laughs> and I. I feel like uh, I mean, since we're in fa- uh, Face Off, oh, I feel like space. obviously there's American Psycho. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah because yeah. that's that's another one that later on you know Brady Stanellis you know taking apart you know like eight, late eighties New York culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, honestly, and I'm surprised we haven't touched on it yet. I would legitimately see this again if instead of Cage, you had Tommy Wiseau playing the part because this oh, is yeah, like baby. his life story. Like he watched this a very middle aged Tommy Wiseau in the theater. Also, maybe Johnny like, is vampire. Is my life. Even when he like Cage tears apart his room in a fit, <laughs> that was straight out of the room later on. He's like, I need to do this again. And this is the perfect time to point out that like during the the his big crying emotional scene he literally he sobs boohoo <laughs> yes see that's what I was saying this all makes sense when you see the room because like this is what Tommy Wiseau I'm a vampire does anybody for. have a gun <laughs> yeah I'll prove everybody it to everybody betray me <laughs> boohoo <laughs> which I will give credit to this movie though I don't want to give it any credit his Nick Cage dies at the end of this. He does. Spoilers. <laughs> with the goddamn and it's the most amazing lazy heart. death scene. No, he just holds it there for the guy to squish it into him. <laughs> yes, Alma's brother is like, she tells him her boss raped her, so they wait outside his apartment for him. She's like, that's the man who did this to me. And he's like, alright, I'm gonna go there and even things out. Which means putting a stake through Nicholas Cage's heart. Well, I think initially he was just going to beat him up a little bit because he had the tire iron. He like, was. I don't think he was going to go yeah, all the way and kill him, but Cage is there on the floor acting like a jackass and holding the wooden stake over his chest. It was an open invitation. <laughs> Which even then, it's like kind of funny when you look at it because Cage doesn't even hold it over his heart. He has it in his gut. <laughs> he is going to take a while to die. He chose the most painful realization no, that he's not a vampire. Well, and I'm sure that like the this movie was supposed to be about like the the white the fall patriarchy. Of yeah, no, he can't. It, of, it, the theme the theme is there. Yeah, no, he can't react to to women telling him what to do. He has to end things so they can't end things. He has to end his sessions with his shrink yeah. so she can't end them. And like, and when right. when well, and when Casey Lemons leaves the napkin, like yeah. he, he that's when he rips apart his apartment. He can't take it. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's why it's like to me that that's the whole thing with this is that. He had a girlfriend. She broke up with him. It led him to a string of one night stands that meant nothing. His life is falling apart. All the pressure of his job is adding on to it. And the man just had a breakdown. He got a boner when he he fought all over Alva. He shat all over her because he was mad about all the things the woman he loved did. Yeah, the one woman who who basically couldn't, who was powerless against him. Yes, which got into a whole other fucking wonderful subcategory of films of, oh, women tear my life apart, so I have to treat them like shit because of it. That, that's, you know, I mean, like, I mean, yeah. like, what well, also, I mean, like, if we're looking at the late 80s and shit like that, I mean, like, that's that's around the time you get people doing lecture series about men doing this to women on purpose, you know? True. I get, you get this. Secretary did it better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love the spader, but. Spader. <laughs> spader. <laughs> I don't know when I got in the habit of, of saying spader like Hodor. Uh, <laughs> you guys ever see Tough Turf? Tough Turf is badass. No. <laughs> no I still think this movie would have been better had Cage been killed instead of with a stake with a ham bone. A jeweled ham bone. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, right. All right, Adrian, you've got to watch Rocky. Uh, apparently. <laughs> so, what uh, kernels of KG wisdom did you guys find? Wow. wow. Oh, uh, um. Uh, well, you know, when your boss says to shoot me or I'll fire you, take the unemployment. No, this is another lesson in persistence. <laughs> all, all, uh, all his uh, abusive uh, of Alva wound up getting that contract found. The fact that he went yeah. nuts and savaged her afterwards. It was too late. It's just too late. <laughs> it was too <laughs> And the author who's looking for the contract calls him up and he's just totally cool. He's like, yeah, no rush. I'm going on a trip. It yeah. is cool. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'd say that it's one, don't fuck with Maria Conchita Alonso. Right? And two, a great psychoanalyst and the right meds go a long way. Uh, also, don't bro- believe your boss if he shows up at your house with soup. Also, <laughs> socks are optional when you're at work, apparently. <laughs> oh, also, if you're going to iron in your bra, maybe close the blinds. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. if you're feeling if you're feeling that way, you know. <laughs> okay, well, if if you leave the blinds open, then don't be surprised when your boss comes up. <laughs> you you're, you're just you're just you're you know what you're you're reminding me of Adam 12 right now. Of the TV show Adam Twelve, you guys ever see Adam Twelve? No. It's 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 the it's the uh, it's the uniform police show uh, from from like from like the early seventies. They had a resurgence later. So like uh, you know how like in like Law and Order SVU, you know and all that. It, it, it's it's all like women aren't asking for it. How dare you? On Adam Twelve, when women make similar complaints, it's like, well, maybe you shouldn't have been asking for it. <laughs> Oh, like, 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 uh, there's, there's a woman who's getting obscene phone calls in one episode, and Martin Milner's like, "Well, do you wear that kind of thing all the time?" <laughs> and like, she walks out of the room, and him and the other cop are like, "She sure is hot." Yep, sure is. Oh, <laughs> so with that, you've come a long way, baby. <laughs> Please, please, please listen, follow, rate, and review Cage's Kiss on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and YouTube. Uh, we're also now on Podcoin, where you can earn rewards for just listening to podcasts, what? which is pretty rad. Yeah. Um, if you create an account, because you want to check it out, uh, use our code Cage's Kiss, of course, without that uh, that apostrophe and all is one word. Oh, so, God, are um, we whoring that much now? We're whoring. Well, if they do it, they get 300 points and we get 300 points. So yeah, give me those uh, damn points. You're going to want to give us more points because next week we're, we got a twofer. We're watching two magically obscure cage movies, one of which is just a cameo. Oh, we're doing God. Never on Tuesday and the Italian Time to Kill. Wait, By the way, my uh, Time to Kill DVD that had the wrong description on the back turns out to be the right Time to Kill. <laughs> And it's not to be confused with the yes. uh, was it Sandra yeah no Bullock okay movie? so the, yeah 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 so this a this doesn't have film? the a on it this is this is why when people say titles and they get, and they say the wrong or a wrong or something like that this is why I harp on it because like there's always going to be like six mm-hmm. movies called that because the title was never that original but this is a movie yeah, about so a guy in Mussolini's army in Africa during World War II whereas a time to kill is that thing with with the uh, with Matthew McConaughey and Samuel L. Jackson about like the guy doing vigilante justice for a rape this is nothing to do with that and he makes a lizard smoke a cigarette well, so there's that. cheech and chong did that too <laughs> dave's not here man um, i'd like to take a moment to tell you all about um an awesome new uh podcast i started listening to uh they're also our friends on twitter suck my they're fanfic my is a really awesome fun weekly podcast where two guys alex and ryan share and review fanfic from different alex and fact, ryan uh, <laughs> and uh their third episode is uh aptly called national treasure because it is about our holy shit and liam neeson <laughs> i was at the reason. hospital i have aids <laughs> well so liam remember, neeson is a national treasure you could find Cage's Kiss on Facebook and on Twitter at Cage's Kiss. You can visit our website at cageskiss.com and you can write to us at cageskiss at gmail.com. Donnie, Adrian, what you got? got? Uh, Donnie, you're Squilgar the Twi'lek. <laughs> No! Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> Unreal Goals on Twitter, because why not? The Boy Who Blew on RedTube. And apparently still got the tweet like on Instagram. <laughs> Uh, I'm not. And look for me jumping on top of D. Walsh's table. <laughs> <at Crypticon. laughs> 
and then look for me at your local police office where I'll be serving time. Uh, I, I, I mentioned my YouTube, but I haven't updated it in a while. But I will mention my DeviantArt. Uh, my group Dreadful Tales had an issue come out today, so you might tune in for that and watch the old-timey pulpy goodness. Uh, my DeviantArt is under Leo the Fox, uh, all lowercase, all rolled together. And that's on DeviantArt. Pay no attention to those fake Leo the Foxes that are on Facebook and such. They, I don't know who they are, but they're probably bastards. They're whores. <laughs> whores. I'm just saying, I've been using my name since 2003. I don't know where they get off. Whoa. Yeah. So uh, in, uh, until next week. Uh, Tortures of the Damned. <laughs> Tortures of the Damned. <laughs> Tortures of the Damned. Oh, vampire. And dream of me, my angel. <laughs> <laughs> I could eat a page for hours.